Hey everyone, Macy McNeely here alongside Lloyd Day. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I'm sure you know this, but Lloyd is my dad and he is the creator of Guide Culture. It started with the two of us and then Kat came along and made it just so much better. But the podcast originally started just me and you. It feels like good old times, doesn't it, Lloyd? Yeah, I remember our first podcast mm-hmm. in my closet. Mm-hmm. It was hot. It was, in the bedroom, it was in the hot. Closet. <laughs> We were sweating. Yeah. Good and you times. know what else I remember? Mm. I remember you had a friend mm-hmm. to come over and set you up and show you how to do the first podcast. He mm-hmm. brought you all the equipment. Mm-hmm. You remember what he said when he came over? What? He said, content is king. Oh, yeah. And he was indicating that he felt like we had the content mm-hmm. to do what you're doing here. Yeah. He basically is like, yeah, audio is important, but the content matters the most. And he's right, 100%. And speaking of good content, we got some good content today, don't we? Yes, we do. I really want to talk about the one thing that I feel like people might be missing the boat on, possibly, that could be game changing for them. And I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's not going to sound cool. It's not going to sound fun. It's actually going to sound really boring. But a lot of times boring is the thing that really helps people get uh, to the next level. And that is product knowledge. It doesn't sound fun, does it, Loy? Product knowledge? To me, it does, but maybe to the average person, it might not. Yeah. And it should be, it should be fun mm-hmm. because you should be so into whatever you're doing that you're just hungry for more product knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get to the basics. Okay. Let's say someone has never heard of product knowledge before. How would you describe what product knowledge is? How would I describe mm-hmm. or how would the average person describe? you you i would describe product knowledge as knowing as much as you can all the way down to both the good the bad the pros the cons because in order to make a decision or to recommend something to someone it's got to be something that i would clearly recommend to my mother Mm -hmm. and i would also recommend it to myself Mm -hmm. so i need if i'm going to study for something for myself Mm -hmm. I need to know all sides to see if it makes sense for me. That's right. So I think it's it's our obligation to know things as much as we possibly can. Yeah. And really taking that studying to the next level, I really feel like if people knew their product really well, their sales would be 10 times easier. No question about it, because it should build your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. The more you learn it, you should get more excited about it. Mm-hmm. Then that should build the sales, plus gives you points to talk about mm-hmm. that many people may aren't thinking about. Yeah, and so in just a second, we are going to give you kind of an example of what some product knowledge is, what it can do, and also really the type of product knowledge that you need to be looking for. Product knowledge, it never ends. You will never stop learning about your product. And really your industry is kind of your product knowledge also. I know you're always learning and you were just on a webinar yesterday learning about your product knowledge, weren't you? Oh yes, I am. I am a learner and we do know one thing about successful people, not to say that I'm successful, Mm -hmm. but we know that successful people are learners Mm -hmm. and we should be in this always learning stage. I feel like Mm -hmm. at least I am. And I I get it. I get excited about learning new Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. I want you to share with them what you just shared with me before we kind of get into the details of product knowledge. I just felt like that was such a great point. What you shared with me about, uh, maybe sometimes feeling a little emotionally charged about things in the root of where that might be coming from. 
Well, yeah, many times we get emotionally charged. And many times it's because someone has a talking point to share with us, which is trying to persuade us to a point of view, and we'll start getting charged by it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's politics or Mm -hmm. a commercial selling a product. Mm -hmm. They'll say just what they want you to hear, and you get emotionally charged Mm -hmm. without really knowing enough about it Mm -hmm. to really make a logical decision on anything. So it's really hard to get enough product knowledge to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why as people who sell or persuade, it is so important for us to be fair and give people both sides of the situation. If some, there's always a con to go with the pro and it's important to be able to allow the customer or the buyer or the person you're trying to persuade to see both sides so they can make a good, solid, logical decision. But on the other hand, if we just know a little bit and we get emotionally charged without thinking deeper or going deeper, I think there's a danger there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, an example I kind of have of this, the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, we have students come in and, um, you know, they'll practice and they almost they almost come off maybe a tiny bit defensive, maybe a tiny bit. So I don't know, for example, let's say they sell essential oils. And they feel maybe defensive around candles. And it's like, hey, you don't need to be defensive. You need to just know a ton about essential oils so that you build the value enough uh, that people aren't even thinking about candles, for example. But instead, people might be focused on kind of the wrong thing, focused on maybe the competitor or the opposite choice instead of, hey, let me just like focus on the value of what I offer. Also, like the multi-level marketing um, industry, if you are a network marketer, sometimes you might come off a little defensive on Instagram stories and you totally don't mean to. It's just kind of a subconscious thing uh, because you are already anticipating people maybe not liking the industry that you're in. Instead of really just knowing a ton about network marketing and knowing a ton about the industry so that you can build the value of it. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you, um, if, if let's say, for example, if it is network marketing and, and people are coming at you like, well, I don't think this is good. Well, the more you understand how the network marketing companies work, how the product is priced, how the product is delivered, why it makes sense, and you feel good about it, then there should you shouldn't be defensive at all. Absolutely, yeah. And what's really good news is if you're listening to this and you might be thinking, "Gosh, that ooh, that might be a little bit of me." This problem can be fixed very easily with just a little bit of studying. Yes, a little bit of studying, and then once you study, you may end up going down a different path, or you may go deeper into the path you're in. Who knows? But the more we know, the more we can Mm -hmm. build enthusiasm and be excited about what we do and go Mm -hmm. out there and stand on the hill and preach about what we believe Mm -hmm. in. Gosh, and you know what? Now that I'm talking about this, that is how I got into guide culture, is originally selling a product and being frustrated by not knowing how to sell So then getting product knowledge on sales made me passionate about sales. And so here I am. That's interesting, isn't it? Yes, I remember that clearly. I know. Talking about it and... And, and once you kind of got it, you see, then you really have worked on your mm-hmm. product knowledge around sales mm-hmm. and human development, mm-hmm. personal development. 
And and it has really helped you because you see the value. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's led me to a passion that I think right. we actually see that a lot in guide culture. In fact, I want to tell you a story about Mallory. Okay. Uh, she told us this on a call. I think it was the coach call or the academy call. Uh, Mallory is a student of ours, and she came to guide culture in January. You remember now, uh, Mallory. Mm-hmm. She was talking. She wanted to sell a, um, a – pro- she hadn't created the product yet, but she really wanted to help parents – teach kids kind of simple motor skills. So like cutting scissors, uh, uh, cutting with scissors, holding a pencil correctly, you know, and, um, she, she really found like a passion for helping kids, but she always told the story at guide culture. I don't know if you remember the story, but she told, you know, in her evidence or, you know, in her presentation, she would share a story about how a single dad a teacher called a single dad and said, Hey, your son like doesn't know how to hold a pencil in a, a certain grade that he needed to know how to hold a pencil. And, uh, she said that he was just so broken cause he just said, I didn't know. I didn't know that I was supposed to teach him. I didn't know that that was my job. Like if I knew I could have, I could have helped him. And so through she's, it's been uh, almost a year now of her really kind of creating a product and doing some product knowledge and doing some studying. And she's kind of come to this realization is more, than caring about the scissors or the pencil holding it correctly she cares about the heart of parents and so she's decided to go get her parent coaching certification to be able to coach parents to help them know what they need to do so her heart was breaking for the dad who said hey I really didn't know instead of the kid not knowing how to hold the hold the pencil right and and so she is so on fire now she knows exactly what she, what she wants to do she's on the road to doing it. And she uh, is already going to have such a stellar product because of her product knowledge. Yeah. So, so she's cool? studying deeper, deeper. Yes, on how on around her passion, which is mm-hmm. then takes her down another path mm-hmm. and another path and another path. Who knows where she'll end Who up knows? as she starts down this path. I know. Well, we'll see her at the coaches retreat. So we'll be able to hang out with her. I'm really excited. So let's talk a little bit of examples of product knowledge. I think it'll really help people if we put it into tangible kind of situations so that they can go hopefully leave this podcast and know exactly what to do. So let's say hypothetically uh, you are selling a product that has some ingredients in it. Maybe it is a skincare product. Maybe it is a uh, a coffee. Um, we have Starbucks right now. Maybe it's a certain type of latte that you're selling, or maybe it's a shake kind of uh, powder that you're selling. Uh, you know, it's very tempting to just kind of like look on the back of the box or just look at the front of the box and say, oh, this product is meant to help you have firmer skin. And just that feels like enough for you is to say, hey, this is going to, you know, make your skin tighter, make your wrinkles go, you know, disappear, uh, X, Y, and Z. Which is what we were talking about earlier. You see the talking points and right. then you think you know enough about it. Not even close, right? So let's just what if, what if you just turn the box around, you turn the back around and you look at the ingredients and you start to study the ingredients specifically. So let's give an example. Let's say you're selling a shake or a a protein powder and you look on the back of the bag and it says it has adaptogens in it. Do you know what adaptogens do, Lloyd? Not really. No, I don't. Well, you know, it's just a quick little Google search. All you have to search is what are adaptogens, and I have it right here. It says they work to contract the 
contract the effects of stress in the body. Stress causes physical changes in the body and adaptogens have stimulant properties that help counteract those harmful effects. So adaptogens help counteract harmful effects of stress. They help relieve stress and help kind of calm you down. Okay. Now knowing that about adaptogens is super helpful, right? It's super helpful to know that if you're talking to somebody who talks about feeling really, really stressed, you can have that specific product knowledge about adaptogens. Now, here's what's interesting about features, knowing product knowledge about features. Really, and Loy, you know this too, really people don't care that much about the features, They don't care that much about adaptogens. They really don't. But you need to know a lot about adaptogens as the professional because you can just tell when someone knows, can't you? You can. You can tell if they are confident and it builds belief. You start to build belief in your product even more. uh, And you are going to really like talk about being an expert you will be the lion of your industry. And the way we describe a lion of an industry is, hey, you don't have to roar and you don't have to, you know, go fight somebody. You just are the king of the jungle. Like you just lay there and people know that you're the king. And while you don't have to talk about adaptions, knowing about adaptions is one of the best things you can do, you know, for your business and knowing the specific products or ingredients of your product. You want me to give you a quick story on sure. how? <laughs> it made me think of a story of one time, Someone told me, he said, you know what you're doing. I said, how did you know? Mm-hmm. He said, well, I was on an appointment and mm-hmm. they shake, gave me some policies, some things to look at. Mm-hmm. And I apparently I licked my fingers and I went straight to the flipping through those pages because I knew what I was looking for. That's right. And she said, by the way you did that, your body language, mm-hmm. by the way you went at that, I knew you knew what you were doing. That's right. So in mm-hmm. order to, there's just signals that you really can't hide That's right. if you know. That is a perfect example of this is you did the product knowledge work of learning, looking through the policies and knowing what to do. You didn't, you went in there for a purpose. And I didn't go say, I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but my body language indicated Showed it. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens when you know your stuff. It's a body language. It's a tone. Mm-hmm. It's the way you look at somebody. It's the way that you talk specifically and it's nothing that can be faked. You either have it or you don't. Correct. Right. So while that information is not that important for the consumer, it's so important for you. What is important for the consumer, Loy? Well, how does it affect them? Does it matter? Does it benefit them? They're concerned about, does it benefit me? That's exactly right. And so that's where the product knowledge really matters for your, uh, your customer. Now, this is where it gets almost a little bit difficult because you have to kind of, if you think about product knowledge, like a spider web, you know, at the very top or like a pyramid, the very top is like your product. And then the lower you go in the pyramid, it feels far fetched product knowledge that you need, but you actually really do need it. So let me give you an example. So you learn about adaptogens and you think, okay, helps relieve stress. What could that do for somebody? Could it help them enjoy their job a little bit more? Could it help them calm down and go to sleep easier? Could it help them have a, uh, you know, calm bedtime routine with their kids instead of, you know, them feeling a little bit stressed out trying to get their kids in bed? Like, what could it do for them? Now, if you kind of go down the route of like, man, you know, I talk to a lot of moms and they have a lot of young kids and they seem to be really, really exhausted. Well, maybe that is a little bit of product knowledge that you learned is the power of having a very calm and smooth kind of attitude around a bedtime routine for kids. 
So then you might need to go learn product knowledge on sleep and the importance of sleep and the importance of rest and going to bed early and helping your family feel calm at night. That's kind of the product knowledge that you need. So I did a little bit of research about kids going to bed early and going to bed in a calm environment. And what I learned is that when kids go to bed in a calm environment, they're going to go to sleep much quicker. They're going to stay asleep much longer and have a much deeper REM cycle, which means they're going to wake up much more refreshed, which means they're going to go to school very alert, which means they're going to pay attention in school, which means they'll probably experience a lot of wins in school. You know, their teacher calls on them and they're actually paying attention and they answer it correctly, which means they're going to be more confident in school, which means they might have more friends in school. I mean, the li- it really is that deep, though. Like what you sell, it really is that important. Yeah. And we talk about in guide culture and sort of our training mm-hmm. how it's the salesperson's job to tie the feature to the benefit. That's it's right. their job to tie all that together for the prospect. For the right person, exactly. Right. But that's why you have to know so much because it just depends on who you're talking to right. and making it specific for them. And, and as you find those dominant buying motives, mm-hmm. there may be different things that you tie it back to. Maybe it is the kids. That's right. Or maybe it's living a longer life Mm -hmm. or maybe it's having a more Mm -hmm. quality of whatever it is you find that is Mm -hmm. and you know how to tie that back together. That's right. So you can see when I described the product knowledge as a pyramid and like the further you go down the pyramid, it seems so far-fetched to learn about the confidence that kids experience in school and how it goes with adaptogens, but it does. It really, really does. And that's why, you know, when we, I mean, we say this in guide culture, but to be able to stick with doing one thing for decades and decades, that's how you gain the most amazing product knowledge is just over time learning so much, sticking with one thing for a long time. I know that's the case for you with insurance. You have insane product knowledge and it goes leaps and bounds, probably more than you even realize you know. It's just in your subconscious because you've stuck with something for so long. That is true. That is true. Mm -hmm. And I know what some of you are probably thinking. They're probably thinking, well, Macy, Loy, I talk to the masses on Instagram. I'm not talking to one individual person regularly. I'm kind of trying to sell to the masses. And I get it because I also run my business on Instagram. And I know how important that is. And this is the very reason that you should be focusing on this. In order to sell to the masses, you have to be able to sell to individuals. So one of the best things that you can do is to really get indirect messages with somebody and and sell to them individually, individually. And then once you learn about them, let's say you are talking to somebody individually in DMs and you hear all about how they're, you know, they really want, maybe they feel like their kids are, you know, they're not as confident in school. They come home, they feel like they've been bullied a little bit. And, you know, you, you learn a little bit about them and you start to sell them possibly this product, how it could really help you, help your kids, you know, X, Y, and Z, what we already talked about. That could be a phenomenal story or a phenomenal example that you end up going to tell on your Instagram stories. The more specific you can be, in a group of a massive amount of people, the more relatable you are, okay? So even if, even if someone doesn't have kids or they're past the season of putting their kids to bed in a nighttime routine, they can still relate better than hearing adaptions help you relieve stress. They can relate better because they've been a kid before and they know what it's like to go to sleep in a calm or stressful situation. Well, plus once they hear that specificity, Mm -hmm. 
they can and they relate. understand it, they will tie it to their situation. Exactly. They will they will remember it way more than just hearing how adaptogens will relieve stress. And so when the the more you can sell individually, the better you'll be able to sell to the masses. Individually with specificity, both of those That's together. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And honestly, like if you were to look at my Instagram, there's no like explosive growth or like crazy numbers, but I really, really believe so deep that it's talking so specifically to so many individuals and being able to bring that to stories to really connect with so many people. I really believe that. Uh, Yeah, I do too. And I, and I also want to talk about just for a moment, the quantity Equal quality. Mm, yeah, let's talk about that. We, we talk about people want to have these quality moments, these quality opportunities, mm-hmm. and, and quality knowledge or whatever. But we just believe that it takes quantity of effort to equal those quantity, those quality opportunities. That's right. That's why you have to get in, go all the way in, stick with it for a while, give the quantity time to develop the quality. Mm-hmm. So true. In everything, whether in everything. it be spending time with your kids, working on your product, mm-hmm. staying in an industry. That's right. Working on your personal development. It just takes quantity time doing the right things mm-hmm. to, to find those quality opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. So after you listen to this podcast, hopefully you see that one of the most valuable things that you can do is study. Is study, study, study. And the more that you study and the more you talk to people, the clearer it's going to be on what to study. If you find that a value of what you do, it helps with sleep, you're going to start seeing things. In fact, I just saw a Time magazine in Publix that had all this research on sleep. So you'll go to Publix, or Publix is a grocery store where we live, but you'll go to a grocery store and or a you know convenience store and you'll see that magazine and you'll think, oh gosh, that is a perfect thing for me to read uh, because it'll help me sell my product. Now you might not know that right now, but the more that you get into it, the more clear it's going to be. And that's what we're talking about, the RAS. Your mind is, you're looking for certain things that tie to what you're, you're interested in. Absolutely. But you just got to start somewhere, right? You don't have to take a big step. You just got to take a small step right now. Well, it, true. You got to take a small step doing something and and the desire, the interest in something is it's what's going to drive it. So mm-hmm. it's really important to find that interest, to be in the passion, mm-hmm. be things that you love, see an opportunity, see some hope towards that's something right. and get, get into it. And that's how mm-hmm. things start developing. Yep, absolutely. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram, and even better, drop us a little review, a little review on iTunes. That would be incredible. We love reading those. It's one of our favorite things to do. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.